it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you like when the winter's gone and all of a sudden it starts getting warm? The trees and the grass start looking fresh and the sun in the sky be looking at best. Birds be singing, five be blooming, a lot of brand new cars be zooming. Five girls looking the best they could be and the guys be drinking too can you see. Besides all that, I like the warm weather because that's when... Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lookout Landing Podcast. My name is Kate Kuser. I am the managing editor of Lookout Landing and joining me... For the first time in what feels like forever is John Troopin. John, how are you? I'm good. It has been forever. It has you, been. You've been out there pressing the flesh or, or pressing the podcast flesh, <laughs> the, the auditory flesh. I have, uh, I have. And I know if you haven't gone back and listened to some of those, I really recommend them. Um, I think that there's some great insight in talking to Tommy Romero and talking to Lewis Boyd. Um, some great insight on what the organization is doing, maybe at the lower levels. Yeah, I think I think part of what made them interesting to me, beyond you know, I think you and I obviously, Kate, were were people who spend a fairly uh, ridiculous amount of our time you know, following <laughs> and studying and uh, you know and paying attention to every level of the Mariners organization and. I did not really know that much about, you know, a couple of the different guys that that we'd had on, but, I, you know, and I think it, it may not be all that initially exciting for someone to, you know, if you're not a huge prospects person to say, well, who, you know, who is Tyron Romero or, you know, who is Lindsey Coggle, you know, but uh, as as you said, the, the nice, the one of the nicest things was listening and finding those little tidbits about, 
what the experience of actually being a minor leaguer in the Mariners organization is like. And um, especially for some of the guys who've been there a while, like Andrew Moore, Jordan Cowan, uh, you know, hearing about what has changed, um, which is, which is always nice. And and especially when we're trying to find, you know, under, understand what, what might, uh, what what the team is trying to do and and what they're basing some of their confidence on i guess uh in themselves right i mean i think that especially you know you listen to someone like lewis boyd and you see just how uh you know you look at his high school or his college um stats and they don't jump out at you like he's not someone who's a power threat um, he doesn't exactly have a skill set that I think is going to jump off the page at you. But then you talk to him and you understand like, oh, this is why this guy is a good fit for the organization. Like he's from a personal development perspective. Here is someone who really cares about doing the little things right and about um, development and about paying it forward and developing people. And just someone who genuinely really loves the game of baseball. And I was so moved by the story of how he thought his baseball career was over and proceeded to give away all his stuff only, only to have to, and you, I mean, I don't Mm. buy baseball equipment, but you buy baseball equipment. So, you know, that's, that's kind of a, it's not exactly something you, it's not something you can go out and like just buy. You can't, as much as D Gordon (laughs) has showed us, you can just roll down to Dick's sporting goods and replace all your professional baseball equipment. Once, once you're on your, your, uh, you know your your second contract, you know your second MLB <laughs> contract. You can roll down the street, but uh, yeah, it, when you're a college kid, you know, it, it, and once you're not getting those those free, uh, you know, those free comped things, it's it's a fair amount tougher. Right. Um, it was pretty cool. I saw Lewis Boyd at um on the backfields at, at spring training. I was going to say week. he's, he's from Arizona. You, you've, you've preempted my, no, no, no. or we, well, we, he, he, he went he, to, he went to, and is I based in Arizona. Yes. yes. He's based in Tucson. So it was not a long travel for him to get mm-hmm. down. To I was going to say training, you, but. you preempted my transition into how was your spring training trip? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you that I, I spent some time on the backfields mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. And I saw, I was able to pick out Lewis Boyd immediately because I watched the I watched one of the drills and he made this amazing. It took a bad, real bad hop, and he just kind of leapt up and got it and tossed over anyway. And you could hear. What's cool is listening to all the guys like cheer each other on, and mm-hmm. um, when someone makes an especially good play, you know, there's a bunch of guys to kind of shout them out for it. So really nice sense of camaraderie and you know very. Um, I think it was like usually me and like maybe two other people, maybe one of whom was either the host family or the actual blood family of one of the players on the field. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's, it's very <laughs> low key. <laughs> you can get right up close. You can talk mm-hmm. to them. Uh, they're pretty happy when you know who they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that was that was great. They practice at like. Generally in the mornings, like around 10, 11, uh, you can go down there and see them. I was unfortunately there a little too early to see them start to play games, which was too bad. Um, but I did get to see, it was really cool to see guys who I've only seen on like very grainy video, 
live and in person. Uh, you know, cool to see Joe DiCarlo and see how far his catching has come along. Mm-hmm. Cool to see some of the pitchers that we don't hear a ton about, like Nathan Bannister, uh, you know, Mills, Elledge, all those guys, some of whom are making their way into the big league games. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, 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 it was my first time at spring training. I don't know that I did it all perfectly, but um, <laughs> but I did, I did have a good time. And uh, just the atmosphere, what's really cool about spring training is you're with people who just love baseball. Everyone loves baseball. And I talked to Dodgers fans and Angels fans and uh, Giants fans and just all, all kinds of, who were just there because this was the baseball game that was happening closest to them and they just wanted to watch. So um, mm-hmm. it's, you, it's a good chance to be around your people. You do you foresee yourself as one day <laughs> retiring to, uh, to Scottsdale or, oh. or to one of those places and just going to, going to, you know, AZL and, and uh, spring training games year-round? Oh, Jesus, no. No. <laughs> no, I hated it there so much. I mean, I loved <laughs> I loved the baseball part. Mm. And it was nice to get, like, sunshine and all that. But, sure. oh, that is not, it is not my scene, Peoria, really. <laughs> it's just, like, an endless strip of chain restaurants and chain stores and boxes mm-hmm. and everything i have a great sense of direction i don't think i've ever been more lost than i was <laughs> in peoria because everything looks the same mm-hmm. and scottsdale is cool but it's like it's 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 busy and kind of bro i think and just maybe not like totally my demographic not so. for you that's fair it's not it's not the place for me although i do think i will now that i know how easy it is and um you know the cost the cost of living down there is not that high even though spring training prices are ridiculously inflated like mm-hmm. it's easy to get there the flights aren't so bad um i stayed in a really cheap airbnb and i had a car from toro which is like airbnb for cars that was pretty cheap um so i think i'll go back for the arizona fall league there was a little stand uh-huh. yeah i think i'm gonna go back for it this year it should be Excellent. Relatively inexpensive, and I um, I went to one of the games at uh, Salt River Fields at Talking mm-hmm. Stick, the mm-hmm. Diamondbacks Rockies home. What a beautiful field! First of all, that was m- by far my favorite of all the fields that I went to. Yeah. Um, and they had like a little booth for the Arizona Fall League, and I spent some time talking to the guy who was a little taken back by how much I knew about the Arizona <laughs> Fall League. He was not he was not ready to be having an <laughs> in-depth conversation about the Peoria Javelinos, which I bought a hat to replace my potentially cursed Trident hat because I'm not superstitious, but enough is kind of enough, right? Enough, enough is enough. And, and oh, man. Today, today's sacrifice was Mike Marjama, as I <laughs> Well, I guess technically that was yesterday's, but uh, it, it sounds like today was okay. So, you know, yeah. it's so far we haven't heard anything about any relief pitchers or anything but uh we're recording this uh thursday night as uh the mariners have just defeated the the a's um but good lord yeah uh, so and so there's there's two ways of uh, of well i guess there's more than two ways but there's there's a few ways i think key points to hit on with these injuries right i mean it's 
for one thing, there's the batch of them that are pretty out of control, you know, anyone's control, you know, there's... Right, you're comebackers. The you know, Felix the com- injury, we are lucky about the Ariel Miranda that that comebacker right. wasn't serious. Well, the Marco Ariel Miranda will throw 140 <laughs> innings this year. Like hell, like Come hell, hell it's going to be taken out of, yeah, like... <laughs> Um, (laughs) Ariel Miranda refuses to allow the injured gods take him and I appreciate which is funny for a guy whose legs have the circumference of like a chickle stick yeah I was gonna say the the only thing I've ever seen him look concerned about on the mound injury wise is that just his hairline is constantly (laughs) just receding receding at At an alarming uh, rate yeah like (laughs) if he took if he was able to grab a couple miles per hour off of his hairline and add it to his fastball, <laughs> we'd be in great shape. Uh, but it's those twins, man. I think. Yeah, it's true. I, I think the twins have just like the more rambunctious they get, the further his hairline retreats in fear. They they are adorable and and a, t- a terror. I must <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah. Um. So you know, I mean. There, you know, so there's that section. Then there's the you're old and you're gonna uh-huh. have leg injuries uh, section. So I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you know, we we should also include like the bone spur for Healy as the not really something that you can avoid or do something about section. But you know, I think that they traded for him knowing that that was an issue. I mean, I think that that was something that they knew was going to have to be addressed. Similarly, I think, although we didn't hear a lot about Hanniger and his hand, uh, I think that that was something that they knew was an issue. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, those are things that I, those are both young guys and hitters mm-hmm. get hand injuries. It, it happens. Yeah. And, so. and for what it's worth, hand injuries, you know, and wrist injuries are a small distinction, but it is a distinction because wrist injuries historically have a, you know, nasty habit of lingering. Hand injuries, not quite so, uh, so diminishing. But the the old the old man in the sea uh, <laughs> group of you know, uh, Cano, uh, Cruz, and uh, Ichiro. and Ichiro all having you know leg leg gripes um now do we put segura in that too as he is also has a burking hamstring yeah i i would not i i would like to for the sake of it he just runs like he's uncomfortable but somehow does it quickly <laughs> he runs like his speed is drawn from a desire to be done running <laughs> like which i can relate to i relate absolutely to that. absolutely um but I, I I think just only because he's like twenty seven, twenty eight. I I think he's you know he's sort of just you gotta put him somewhere else. Although it sounds like his he, you know, both he and Ichiro have far less serious things. But the fact that they're pulled leads me to our our sort of next point of reference for this, which is to say, it there's a there's a very generous interpretation of what they've been doing this spring uh that would frame this as we're hearing about a lot of things because they're being proactive right. about them uh and and pulling guys and to you know 
the only guys who are currently expected to, I think, really have their opening day status threatened are Ben Gamble and Erasmo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it sounds like Healy is going to be fine. He's he was hitting live pitching today, not in the game, but you know, hitting hitting BP. Hanniger's back and looks good. Um, <laughs> he hit a ball. He hit a ball. So damn far. Uh, th- uh, that home run yesterday. Yeah, that was that was a power stroke. I was gonna say Hanager has his fastball timing back. He has looked helpless against some breaking balls. Eh, I mean, he he, he just... looked good against AJ <clears throat> Puck today. He 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 fought off a couple pitches and and worked a walk. Regardless, I I, I would say that's that's more an issue of needing to see more pitches yeah, no, as I opposed think, to I, health. I would say I would say his timing. Yes, his timing has to come back. That's primarily my concern with Ichiro because he missed so much and you know obviously no one who has a better work ethic than Ichiro but you know he wasn't facing live pitching he wasn't in games he was uh so Uh, both of the I I mean those are timing issues I think they'll come back for both mm -hmm. of them it's just a we still have time left in spring training for that to happen Mm -hmm. so uh another injury for Hanager at this point I think would be so he has to he has to finish out the spring healthy. And yes. Um, but but I think it, there's something to the idea of, do we really need to see anything more from Nelson Cruz or Robinson Cano? Right. Uh, you know, or, you know, I mean, even Gene Segura, you know, it's like, we know you can hit. Like, we know you can do all of these things. Like, we know what you're going to be defensively, more or less. Like, D. Gordon, it's one thing. Like, you want him to get as many reps as he can just so he's sure. more comfortable out there. But, like, they're, the the players on the team, this this team is, it's, it's sort of a funny uh, paradox almost of, like, we don't need to, what we need to see most of all is them just how they perform in games that matter um but because that's what we need to see from them because they're so you know the 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 pathway that the team is taking is so dependent on the guys we have are fine or are good enough to uh, you know achieve the goals that we want um in spite of what i think a lot of people might fear um you know but the fact that okay, well, we don't need to see anyone prove anything more in spring training or in the minors. Like, people, you just have to be good when it counts or else. Like, it's, you know, and so there are very few people outside of a couple positional battles that I, I, you know, I would like to hear your input on. Uh, You know, there are very few people who I, you know, think we really need to see much more from, right? So I would say spring training matters. Like it does matter because you mm-hmm. have to get guys out there. You have to get them facing live pitching. You have to get them to work on their timing. There's there are things that you get in games in live practice that you don't get out of other. You don't get from like hitting the ball off the tee or hitting off a jug machine or whatever. Not not jug machine. What are they called? Uh, yeah, jug machine, pitching machine. All pitching the all those machine. are fine. Yeah. So um. It, it is it is something where I feel like it's important that they get in there and they get their practice in. But, it like, you saw Nelson Cruz. Like, he got that one hit, and all of a sudden it sort of felt like Nelson Cruz was going to get a hit every single time. So mm-hmm. I think it's totally fine to leave him out. Um, 
And uh, it feels like they're being super duper proactive because why not? Like, Mm -hmm. let guys tell you how they're feeling and whether they want to play or not and Mm -hmm. um, go from there. What has been unpleasant is the degree of overreaction, which I admit, like, when when you see guys getting removed so much, it's hard not to overreact, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard not to be like, oh. Yeah, I, I feel bad for everybody who's showed up at all the various stadiums. Especially all the people who showed up last night so excited to see Ichiro. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, only to have him listen. I love you, John Andrioli, but uh, <laughs> Macaroni Ravioli, we like Andrioli, was our cheer for him. But, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, the, Ichiro the, with that that hitting leadoff pinch hit in the first inning, yeah. bottom of the first inning. Uh, yeah, I imagine that that was a that was a notification that came across people's phones that was probably not the happiest for them. No. Um, but so it's hard it's hard not to overreact because you get the notification like Gene Segura lifted with injury and it just it's it's that feeling of dread from last year when it yep. just it you know we're we're conditioned to it. And I think it's it is important to remember that it's a different time and that they're being hyper careful with everyone exactly so they don't have a replay of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard not to overreact, especially when everyone else is kind of panicky. Um, but I, it, it it's just important to remember it's it's just the spring. Like it doesn't yeah. matter that all these guys we want them sitting, we want them resting, like. We want every potential twing, twinge addressed, mm-hmm. uh, so that we have these guys later on. Yeah, and I, I think it's very you know I, w- once we get into the regular season, if if these are bleeding over into the regular season, and and this continues you know to happen, and we're ha- seeing longer things, that is that is something else entirely. But you know. Purely, you know, the the fact that we're seeing we've seen so many guys pulled is aggravating, but the fact that so few of them are currently slated to impact, uh, you know, the regular season is uh, is is a little at least a little bit of a salve. Right, uh, and I think that with the Mariners, people are so used to being in the crouch of like <laughs> everything is horrible all the time that it feels familiar and it feels comfortable too to yell about it and there are lots of people on twitter yelling about it but it's just take a step back like i think my gut instinct is in a month we are not going to remember that the majority of our spring training was dominated by a constant sense of fear and dread uh i hope so (laughs) Uh, so things that were not fearful and dreading um Daniel Vogelback. Wow! 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 Uh, did you did you get to see any any Vogie in action? Did you? Are you 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 sent me a video of uh, a double that he hit, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, my, um, so what what did what did, what was your thoughts there? I got to see a lot of Vogelback. Um, I I saw. I was saying it's funny. The Mar- I've been home for two days. And the Mariners have won more games in that two-day span than they won the entire week I was at spring training. They won one game the whole time I was there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that they're something like 6 and 12. Now maybe they're up to like 8 and 12. But they were, they've really just, the process has been good a lot of times and the results just haven't. 
been there. Um, so I've been focusing a lot on like individual performances and definitely Vogelback has been just kind of a constant standout. He looks so good at the plate. He looks much more confident. He's playing with all the joy that we saw in Tacoma, but he's transferring it to uh, a big league and quasi big league environment. And his I, baseball reference has the quality of um, competition mm-hmm. rating, and it's not the highest. I don't think he's up like near nine or whatever. But, you yeah. know, well, it, I don't, it's, I don't it's think anyone is quite up there. Yeah, no, just because no. there've been so many, but but yeah. <clears throat> Uh, no, I mean, Scherzer are like those dominant frontline starting pitchers. Yeah, theirs are all up pretty high, but it's not bad. Um, he's gotten some hits off of MLB regulars and I was one, the one game that sticks out for me is the one that I went to in Scottsdale, which was against the giants. And I happened to be sitting next to a woman who was, one of his childhood high school friends, very good friend of the family, and just like kind of talking to her about what his journey has been like and how challenging it was for him to get traded to the Mariners. Because, you know, when he played with the Cubs, their low A affiliate is in Fort Myers and he is from uh, relatively close to there. So his whole family could just like pop over and visit his games and uh, he's very beloved figure as you might imagine and he just had this huge crowd and then he went to Tennessee after that and again easy trip a lot of people were able to go see him and even in Iowa he had family who could come out and see him and just have this like support system and his family is very central in his life Uh, and so then he gets traded and it's like a big uh, there's pressure in the trade he was traded for you know Montgomery pretty valuable piece Mm-hmm. A lot of expectation, and he's sent, you know, to the clear other side of the country, <laughs> no family support, and uh, I, I do think that he str- he struggled with that a little. He struggled with that adjustment, and I think we don't always, you know, obviously it's important to be mentally tough and whatever, but we don't we don't always understand the impact that that has on guys, especially guys who are like maybe a little sensitive and love their moms a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally just got a pair of cleats that say mama's boy on the back like, he is a he's a tender flower our large adult son <laughs> um it, it's been neat and it's been neat to see that i think some of the changes that he's made have been directly or well i i, I shouldn't say that necessarily we can make a full determination but it's been nice to see that he made adjustments in the off season and so far he's having success offensively um and i mean you know he and mike ford have essentially the same offensive profile right in fact mike ford reminds me so much of vogelback when he first got here like i remember writing something about vogelback last year uh because it was so surprising that he didn't he didn't have a very good spring last year and they Mm -hmm. busted him down to minor league camp pretty early on and I went over and looked at his, I looked at his stuff and looked at, tried to figure out why they had made that decision. And, you know, he's just, he was very tentative. There was an overall sense of, of being tentative at the plate, not wanting to strike out, mm-hmm. wanting to use that really good plate discipline that, you know, was key and what got him here. 
and just I think kind of getting away from the player that he is when he is at his happiest which is who you saw in that Scottsdale game and obviously the ball was flying that day he had a home run he had two doubles um and I think maybe a walk I mean he just he was un out he was ungetoutable Mm-hmm. Um, and this is against not not slumpy pitching. It was I, I think it was Smarja. It was Smarja who has admittedly <laughs> been struggling, but yeah, it, you know, is a above average. Yeah, Smarja's guy, working no on what. a. I think Smarja's working on a cutter, and yeah, well, not, keep working. Not going, not going well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I, that's spring. I believe he gave up three homers tonight in his first six hitters. Oh after, wow. After wow. the three and five hitters that he did against the Mariners. So, uh, wow, that's, uh, <laughs> baby steps. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, just even punishing those mistakes or jumping on pitches. Yes. And again, I think it's a change that you can really trace back to after he did the home run derby and he didn't want to do the home run derby in Tacoma for the triple all-star game. Uh. He didn't want to do it. He had to kind of be coaxed into it. He wasn't having fun, you could see. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, he stepped out to take his first time out. And, I mean, I was close <laughs> enough to see this. He just You could just kind of see him be like, fuck it. And he stepped <laughs> back in. And all of a sudden, he just started... Well, I, he, it was like something broke free inside him. And I think... <laughs> He was just like, let's just do this. And he started pummeling the ball over. And he is a pull hitter, and he will hit those home runs to right field and maybe mm-hmm. right center. Um, but it, it just, there was an, a, a reckless, joyful abandon in the way he started hitting the <laughs> ball. And I feel like that has carried over. And uh, it's just, it's been a great story to watch. So I know you love yeah. Mike Ford, but I feel like, Mike mm. Ford is currently in that same place where Vogelbach was like, oh my gosh, they, they, they went out and got me. They used their Rule 5 pick on me in a year that was pretty strong for the Rule 5. Mm. They want me. He, again, Mike Ford, far, far away from everything he grew up in. Whole family support system was all right. He literally played down the street from where he grew up. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden is out in a totally new organ. Yeah, I just think I think it's it's an he's young and it's an adjustment thing, and he needs to he just needs some development time. I hope we can keep him. He does not probably at this point I think belong on the twenty five man. I no, don't see any way they can keep him. But it it would be pretty surprising, barring you know a setback yeah. for Healy and an injury to uh, Vogelback. Uh, yeah. You know, I, mean, I really hope they can keep Ford. Uh, he, you know, he's just the type of extra depth piece that the Mariners need at, at, you know, at the very least. And, you know, what I, what I liked about him, I still like about him. Uh, you know, I don't think a couple of weeks of spring training have, has really changed that. Um, and I, you know, I still think he's, a, you know, a solid option and would do just fine. Uh, but, you know, the, the nice thing about, uh, you know, part of part of what made me worried about Vogelback was how he didn't really take any sort of step forward last year. Uh, from you know where it, it seemed like, for the most part, he he was still in the same place, and and I was unsure about how he would come into camp uh, after last year, having, you know, essentially been told, "Hey, this is your job. 
to lose yeah and he lost it um uh, you know the you know the the plan last year obviously was Vogelback and Valencia to essentially platoon uh and that they couldn't trust him to do that or or they didn't trust they him to didn't. do that yeah i think that's uh, a, a and yeah so Whichever you know, whichever way they go there, uh, it seems far more likely that they bring Healy and one of those two, uh, and I, I think, especially at the outset, that is a wise move. Um, yeah, and I think like um, I they could offer him back to the Yankees, but the Yankees are cutting guys. Like they just DFA'd right. Jake Cave, who I know everyone wants. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not super high on Jake Cave, even though I like him ostensibly. Um, mm-hmm. He does have more power probably than what we have waiting. But, man, I am all in on the Braden Bishop hype train, mm-hmm. as I have been, obviously. <laughs> um, I think that they can get a deal done with the Yankees where they either send off one of our very low-level guys or maybe, and this is my hope, give them some of our international signing bonus money. If they're not going to use it, yeah. Uh... yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's also a possibility that the Yankees just let us keep Mike Ford, which That's is true. something that I think is important. Um, you know, it's good player relations, and we've had that. I think it was Kevin. What was his name? The the uh, Panamanian pitcher who we had, Kevin Pa something. Mm, I cannot remember his name, but anyway, the Rays took him from us in the Rule Five, and then he. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, remember who who am I talking about? What's his last name? Why can't I think of it? Uh, anyway, the Rays offered him back to us and we declined, which seems sort of like an insane uh thing in the law. <laughs> in retrospect, he's a pitcher. Um uh, <laughs> but I, I think some I think a lot of times with the Rule 5, it's sort of like another organization. Kevin Gadea. Gadea, thank you. That was it. Where did I get mm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, it would be nice. The Yankees have more prospects than they know what to do with. Literally, they have no space. He would just be buried again. They didn't even have him in AAA full time. So hopefully they'll just let us have this Mike Ford that they weren't using at all. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be, it would be nice. Um, so... Uh, other other than uh, you know, the first I guess, base competition. Other than first base, you right. mean there's I, I don't uh, backup catcher, which I don't I don't know. I, maybe you have strong a, a lot of you know feelings or, or thoughts on. I I think we haven't seen too much separation one way or another, but I think Marjima still is the guy, just in terms of having been here for. Uh, you know, having more familiarity in in the you know, in the uh, organization. Uh, but, yeah, my uh, feeling with Marjama was they traded for him. That trade, I mean, I do think they liked Ryan Garten, mm-hmm. um, but that trade was mostly to get Mike Marjama. I think mm-hmm. um, who they saw, who Andy McKay. I still do not believe him saying that he <laughs> he wasn't aware of that transaction when it went down and he didn't have anything to say about that because that just mm. seems silly to me mm. um marjama i think that their concern with him was his defense because he's not um 
he's not brought been brought up as a catcher his whole time. It's still mm-hmm. a relatively new position. I've seen him. Uh, you know, he played some third base. He played first base. Um, the arm is a concern. The pitch blocking. I think he's been a pretty good pitch framer. Actually, in a very, very limited sample, he uh, rates much higher than Mike Zanino as a defensive catcher. Hmm. Uh, I know. The limited <laughs> limited sample size, but... I would uh, say the... <laughs> that corner likes Marjama's for. Marjama's a good framer, is all I'm saying. He's a <laughs> he's he's a good framer, and a very very limited sample size backs that up. Um, so I think that they've been impressed. He's he's held up well, uh, and he he can catch velocity, which is a big thing when you have Eddie Diaz and D- Dan Altavilla, and now uh, Ascendant Art Warren throwing for you. You got to have a guy who can catch some velocity. Paxton, obviously, right. Um, so. I think that they've been impressed with him, and I think he has made a real push. So they brought in Freitas because Freitas is supposedly a good defensive catcher, although I've mm. not been impressed by uh, – he does not have a great arm, I don't think. Mm. Um, and obviously they love Tuffy, but Tuffy is not going to sniff any major league action. Hopefully. Hopefully, I know. Not on the 40-man, <laughs> so that is a good start. Yeah, exactly. There's like, one uh, more degree of separation – between Tuffy goes wish and... <laughs> It's just very clear. Like, the way they talk to Tuffy and interact with Tuffy, Tuffy is a player coach, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that they might be grooming him into uh, some kind of position a coach in the coach. organization. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know I've seen him spend some time with Marjama, some time coaching him up, talking him up. So I would definitely I'd definitely give Marjama the, the edge in that. Mm. Um. And in the outfield, obviously, we've got Ichiro. We've got, um, you know, by, by the way, uh, Ichiro, according to Divish, uh, could, should be good to go by Sunday. Uh, and Segura could probably play tomorrow. Uh, Excellent. So both of those seemingly very precautionary and not, right. not major. Um, so... Yeah, I I mean it I know you you've been impressed by a few people. Is is there anything that has stood out to you that I don't know, any of the non-roster invitees, anyone basically that could shake up the situation where we're going into the season with D Gordon in center, Mitch Haniger in right, Guillermo Redia and Ichiro. Right, and Gamble, eventually. Yes, and, and yeah, assu- assuming Gamble um, when he comes back. Yeah, I like Andrioli probably the best out of the mm-hmm. non-roster invitees. That seems right. I was standing next to uh, a scout out of the Dominican who was mm-hmm. actually there. who's their scouting guys um, on the minors' side for – or he was scouting the non-roster invitees when they were taking batting practice one day. And, gotcha. Um had some really i was eavesdropping shamelessly <laughs> um, but he had some really he was like who is that uh really positive things to say about andrea mm-hmm. and about how much he liked to swing i like him too he plays hard uh defensively he's a little limited lost a ball over his head um that's that you know that can yeah. happen in zona He's, he is a very very good tacoma piece i think uh, yes. i obviously love cam perkins 
as another Tacoma piece. Yes. Um, I think Braden Bishop just went out and had one of the best camps out there um, mm. and has apparently been um, pulled aside by by Jerry and by Scott and told what a good job he's been doing and uh, that he will definitely be a major leaguer one day. So they seem well, pretty high on Bishop. That is uh, good. I think, you know, he's just – he. He's been challenged. They've really pushed him, and he has performed at every step. So mm-hmm. uh, he knows his game, and I think he brings a well-rounded enough set of skills between his – we haven't gotten to see it a lot in spring training, but obviously his outfield defense is stellar, good, accurate arm, good on the bases, uh, very quick. And, um, you know, he's just – he's not going to kill you with home runs, but he can get a single – he can get some doubles. So mm-hmm. – Maybe and, you know, he's got good good speed. Um, yeah, yeah he can it's, take a know, walk it's, too. It's, I mean, it's a it's a major league skill set. Yeah. So it is it is mainly it, it. I think I I've been encouraged by a lot of what I've seen. I definitely agree on Andreoli, uh, and the troubles not troublesome, but the frustrating thing is just that none of those guys really uh, fill the the whole yeah. yeah fill the yeah. fill the you know i mean you know it, there's a whole nother debate about well is gamble a huge hole is, you know or is it you know yeah. and um but if you're going to try and give guillermo redia an easier task than saying hey go be our you know full-time or or the bigger part of a you know split with ichiro uh you know that's you. You'd want a left-handed hitter to take, you know, to right. take a step forward, and and I think the closest, you know, the options that were there were Kirk Newenice, who's been hurt mm-hmm. for a while and is not, not good. N- well, yeah, That's and not is been good. not, you know, not been able to do make much of a case, and Andrew Applin, who apparently they. Uh, the team has soured on, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty pretty sharply. And then you have Ian Miller. Yeah, and you have Ian Miller, who, who I think is probably the best out of those three. And if you're looking for a left-handed bat, um, has been has he's had a good camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, again, not gonna not gonna hit for as much power as Gamble. No. Um, and 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 doesn't you know, quite just... have the defense doesn't doesn't have you know has i i'm always it's always surprising because his his defense i don't think translates or his speed does not translate as well to his defense as it sometimes should i think it's important too that he he's a center fielder and has Mm -hmm. always been a center fielder and left has been a challenge for him and he's really only moved to left after he was promoted out of arkansas because Mm -hmm. leonis was in center That's um, right. And I think that they're developing him as a left fielder. And it's just, it's it's been a challenge. You know, it's different. Yeah. And I've heard about guys struggling to transition to left field after being in center because uh, of yeah. the angles and because of um, just some different challenges that don't mm. face you as much in center. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I think, a little yeah. part of it. Um, um, I would, I don't, <laughs> Junior Lake is not very good either. Nope. He's nope. not had a very impressive camp at all so yeah um Um, the options seem limited i understand i am worried about ichiro as an everyday player 
Um, we did get a question from, let's see. Uh, um, Joel Sh uh, Schmuland. Yes, Joel Schmuland. Uh, is Ichi coming back because nostalgia or because no one else wanted him? Yes. Which I say, why not both? <laughs> Porque yes. no los dos. Uh, yes. Uh, that, Unfortunately. I don't love... I, I'm going to... I'm going to be honest. Like I wasn't here for the Ichiro years. I was in college and just kind of at times seeing him my sister loved him so i sort of like mm. love him um by proxy but it just ichiro doesn't and then i moved away shortly after so mm. the, i don't have any kind of emotional resonance with ichiro the same way i did when they brought edgar back as hitting coach right um it feels like a cash grab to me it does and that's unfortunate um it's yeah it's it was it was a <sighs> the ichiro thing unfortunately does feel like a cash grab and it's it, i was here for all of it i was here for ichiro day one i was here for ichiro you know what we thought was the end i was at the game last year when mm, he hit, hit i was at run. yeah oh. we hit the home run and it's you know i wept in in the stands no, as i thought wow i mean it was you know ichiro made watching baseball in seattle worthwhile and and was was for many years the only daily you know every day worthwhile thing to watch for uh in baseball in seattle and i often have made the remark that what i loved about robinson cano when he first came over was the sense that we had a hitter who i wanted to watch every single at bat of uh again for the first time you know when when he first came over in 2014 uh you know they're just there was nothing else like watching him and uh it's not i i am thrilled emotionally that he is back and i i'm happy because i get to watch more of this player that i that you know meant so much to me um but it's all you know it's also it's it's very difficult and, and and i'm not terribly concerned about like the how this ends thing because that's that is what it is and that you know that's a worry for a different time but you know ezekiel carrera was placed on waivers earlier this week yep. and, and there's there's all sorts you know i i think there's all sorts of different ways that you can or can you know not critique free agency because for all that you you want players to come or you know you want the team to make offers players sometimes don't want to come to a certain place or players sometimes don't want to sign a deal but no, you can as we make saw a with john jay like john right. jay <clears throat> and i think people were mad too about the lance lynn deal Lan right. lance lynn went where lance lynn wanted to go right he's a midwest kid and uh -huh. wanted to go to a team that he thought had a chance of making the playoffs like mm. that's he he took 
less money to go to the twins than he would have to go other places. So yeah, it's always important. And especially when these guys are seeing their opportunities for like big long-term contracts fade away. Mm-hmm. Um, they're able to exert a little, well, if nobody's paying me anyway, I might as well go to a place that I want to go. So, yes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm wary of the intro thing. And I think, you know, there is still, passable player in there i think there's a above replacement level player in there but it's it's just like you you know the i mean you know not you know two years ago he was a good player last year he was a bad player uh it's it's mainly just that you don't need this is not again there already are so many things that they're depending on going well uh that this especially it just seemed tone deaf for lack of a better word for for how uh how the rest of their moves have been uh have looked I mean, uh, I or, or lack of moves i understand not wanting to get someone like ezekiel ferrero you're just gonna have to cut part way through and you know paying them I, I would honestly have rather seen them work a trade for someone like mm-hmm. jake cave if not exactly jake cave mm-hmm um so i do wonder about i think the the looming question is what happens when gamble is healthy and we have gamble heredia d and hanniger all ready to be outfielder we can't carry five outfielders so it's uh it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be potentially damaging I yeah don't... i think unless the team i mean yeah the th- they have to do well, or else things are going to be bad. <laughs> Kate, Here's, how's that for some? How's that for some crack analysis? Searing, searing insight. Uh, um, um, yeah, it's it's. It I, could no. get real bad, <laughs> real quick this year. It really and, could. And I, I don't, you know, I think you and I, I would say, are are two people who are pretty positive and and enjoy a lot of things about the team uh and enjoy things even when there's a lot to be frustrated about yeah Um, man watching an infield made up of zach vincey taylor motter and gordon beckham (laughs) andrew romine is a really and i feel like that you've seen that in their record so far Mm -hmm. like that has the offense has just been painful to watch and it's a really really chilling reminder of the complete lack of depth that they have that yes if any of these guys go down we are looking at some really thin times Mm. um well would you like to take a break real quick and then uh we could hop into some questions and finish up sounds good to me oh we didn't talk about the pitching performances we should talk about the pitching performances of spring training briefly you were you were you there for uh alta villa's um uh second appearance Uh, or not second appearance but but the the appearance where he struggled a little bit yes i saw altavilla throw three times i think Mm -hmm. it was three times i saw him the first night i got there against the rockies and he was facing mostly rockies minor leaguers and that was the point at which i was like dan altavilla is a major leaguer full stop there's no Mm -hmm. question about it those hitters looked like they wanted to cry um (laughs) 
They did. They just they went up there looking, and he was just blowing it past them. So I saw that one, and then I think I saw another one where it was uh, like three fly ball outs. That was at okay. Yes, I saw that one at Goodyear, which was the one game they won. Um, and he got three fly balls and got helped out a little by a really nice catch from Heredia. Mm-hmm. And then the third time I saw him was they've been pairing him with Art Warren and Warren had had a rough inning where he was not helped out at all by his defense, bobbled double play by something called a Jonathan Mendoza. Again, mm-hmm. very terrifying amount of depth. <laughs> Peering and, through the looking oh, glass. My gosh. And then uh, Andrew Holy, I think, also lost a ball over his head again. So rough, rough outing for Warren. And then Altafillips just couldn't, against some of those same Rockies hitters, just could not nail it down. But he has been largely, he just didn't quite have it that day. You know, everyone's going to have bad outings. And Warren, mm-hmm. the same, just didn't, wasn't able to spot his fastball or his secondary stuff that day so is i wouldn't judge them by those one appearances the other times i saw them they just are pitching with a ton of confidence uh i think altavilla is has made his case to be part of the bullpen they are gonna have to find a way to put him in there he's not a minor league pitcher he's he belongs facing major leaguers i i i think it's not only is it encouraging it's also more important as we've seen Nick Rumbelow get uh, yeah. hurt. And I mean, uh, his his injury is suspicious. The old anytime yep. you get the old no timetable. The no timetable shoulder. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a terrifying one. Yeah. And let's take a minute to pour one out for our boy JP Sears because none of us liked that trade when it happened, and now I like yep. it even less. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I, there hasn't been all that much that stood out dramatically but uh i think it's worth noting they snuck two guys through waivers absolutely uh mike morin who morin morin sorry mike morin who has not looked good no Um, very bad good time to put him through waivers yes uh and sean armstrong who uh has looked i think sort of what sean armstrong has looked like which is very difficult to hit and very shaky at locating um so uh you know that that is that makes me feel better about uh sean armstrong's acquisition retroactively uh if only because it would have been very frustrating to have to keep him on the roster or uh you know just cut him uh in mid-season uh because he didn't have any no minor options, options left, yeah. but uh, yeah. So, so that that those are two little good things, and so uh, we actually have a question from Lazy Yoda, um, who will get the last two spots on the forty man, uh, which belies the you know, fact that uh, we have the Mariners now have two spots on the forty man, uh, and I I don't know. Do you anticipate any sort of major signing? Do you think a trade? Do or do you think we're just gonna we're snagging some some late some late uh, cuts? Yeah, I think that they'll they'll wait and try to uh, plunder the waiver yeah. wire. That's or I guess internal way. promotion. 
Uh, yeah, I don't I don't see any candidates, so I don't think they're going to burn any of Bishop's options. I would love mm-hmm. to see Ian Miller go on the 40-man, obviously, um, mm-hmm. just because it would be so useful to be able to call him up mm-hmm. when you need... When your ancient outfielder <laughs> inevitably gets hurt and they haven't uh-huh. traded for or signed anyone, mm-hmm. um, I think Miller could help the team just on speed alone. He could... Mm-hmm. You, you can plug him in as a pinch runner you can plug him in late innings like he can handle it yeah um but yeah i think that they'll i the thing is though the bullpen has been the area and again as i've watched the infield just struggle to the infield and i guess the outfield struggle to make things happen uh offensively the the bullpen has typically been very good i'm very pleased with the acquisition of chase and bradford who uh, Mets fans were right to be so angry about mm-hmm. why they mm-hmm. gave him up for free. I think mm-hmm. there are probably some other Chase and Bradfords that will make their way onto the waiver wire, and you can never have too much pitching depth, so they'll probably snag a couple of those guys. Uh, that seems that seems appropriate to me. Even yeah, though I, I, I think even though I think position players is where we are just perilously thin. I'm yeah. so worried about. <laughs> What happens the instant any of these guys get hurt, which you know I'm, they will. I mean, and that's like that's what we've been talking about this whole offseason, right? That's why we thought someone like Eduardo Nunez oh! would be so important, right? Like, just if you're going to have a quick hook on guys and be pro pre or bleh, proactive about resting Cano and and Segura and whatnot, you need someone behind them who is not who's better than just replacement yeah. level to to back that up and, and the team and... has seemed to sour on Motter quite a bit when i was at spring training he was not running drills with the first team they mm-hmm. had him on like the minor league fields mm-hmm. they had him shagging balls i mean mm-hmm. out in the outfield he was not doing glamorous work taylor mm-hmm. Motter. so yeah. uh, i feel like they're they're not super pleased with him mm-hmm. um Andrew Romine has put in some. I, every day I saw him putting in work with Edgar, just asking Edgar a million mm. questions, trying to work on something specific with, I think, like how his hips are firing, something mm-hmm. like something core, um, and just working and working and working with him. So, and obviously Romine gives you a lot of positional, but now Romine's hurt. So I don't. Uh, and then Vinci hasn't done much either. So that backup, that utility spot competition, no one I think has super differentiated themselves. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know. Like, is there anything out there that they could get? Is there anybody sitting? I don't. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Not, not a, not too much at this point. I mean, yeah, there's just. There's a few ancient, you know. Yeah, Danny Danny Espinosa is out there. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. thank you. No, there's. I mean, there's there's no one that has displayed much. You know, Brandon yeah. Phillips, I think, is still out there. You, you know, want a thirty-seven year old third base slash second baseman. At this point, like, I'll take Gordon Beckham. Honestly, Beckham's yeah. been having the best camp out of all of them. So. Yeah. There is uh, a real possibility where Gordon Beckham is the. There is a real possibility that Gordon Beckham could be the utility player. That I the hope not, because 
I I have a career of things to point to that <laughs> discourage me from that. Um, hey, you know, maybe he's one of those uh, late career in I mean, I will look. I will look at his swing, and we will see. <laughs> we can look together and see if he's doing something different because he has been hitting it well. But Gordon Beckham that... or Taylor Motter? Taylor Motter. Ugh, Gordon Beckham. I don't. I'll trade Taylor's <laughs> occasional pop and decent base running for Beckham's better def- overall defense and ability to hit for average. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and ability to take a walk else. and not strike out all the time. Remember how awful Taylor Motter plate appearances were to watch last year? Remember? They were, remember? They were, gro- they were gross, but like, <laughs> I think... If I'm not mistaken, it is it is roughly the equivalent of the Gordon Beckham career experience. Uh, <laughs> That's which, fair. They're all bad options, John. Why didn't they sign Eduardo yeah. Nunez? Why? Why? It's, Why? It's a great. They question. gave Juan Nicasio all the money, and that was all the money that they had to spend. Apparently, he's um, been fine, but like not blown me away he'll be, so he'll far be yet fine. this spring. He'll, he'll be, be fine. fine. He'll be fine. He's just not been like I've not been blown away is what I'm mm. saying. And I was promised mid nineties velocity and he is currently like ninety one, ninety two, so mm. not well, we'll see. He's working up. Um should we should we go to okay, some questions? Right. Yes. Now all we right. should we should do the break and do the questions. I just okay. wanted to talk about pitching because I think the pitching part has by far been the more interesting. You know, Definitely. Great to see Marco take a step forward. And holy hell, Rob Whalen, where did he come from? Uh-huh. That like, curveball. Yeah, uh-huh. man, that's – that's. doesn't El Cuervo mean the cur- the, the crow? The, no, Cordoba. The curve. Okay, yeah, the, the curve of Rob Whalen. Maybe also the crow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, all right. Should, should, should we, should we break and then, yeah. And then, well, I was hoping someone would send in a question about Rob Whelan. So we had an excuse to talk about him, but all right. So we'll take a little break and we'll come back and answer some questions. Cuervo, Raven, Cuervos, Crows, Uh, but also Curve. See, I knew, I sort of knew what I was talking about. the time on the podcast where we take your questions john are you are you comfortable with being the question master? i i am it's been so long since we've done this no i i will here's what i would say is you you have a 
consistent cadence with which you bring back uh, from from the break, uh, and and I missed that uh, perhaps most of all out of out of the podcast. Just the the little and we're back now's the time. That's <laughs> no, it's it's, it's comforting. Com- comforting, it's comforting. Yeah, it's one of excellent. the very few things that is the same in this turbulent <laughs> wild world of ours. <laughs> exactly. Um. So let's see. Uh, let's start. Are your with dogs a... asleep now? Is that they certainly this, are is not asleep? Situation but with they the dog are... barking gonna. One of them is just staring at me with a tennis ball in his mouth, and the <laughs> other one is staring at the one with the tennis ball in his mouth. Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, it's a true love triangle. <laughs> it's something. It's something some kind of triangle um okay our our first question comes from anthony sater uh and the question is what is the over under on how many games the entire opening day roster plays together as a unit uh so we've got the opening day roster is going to be healy healy's we think is going to be in I think we could say Healy slash the winner. Of, you know, we he- could say Volgebach here. I think, yeah, Healy. Okay, Vogue. if we can count Healy Vogi as as one, mm-hmm. and then we're assuming Cano, Cruz, Segura, Seager, Seager all yep. healthy, and then we've got Haniger, Gordon. What? Oh, Gord D D. Yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you guys grew so close yeah, during your yeah. time in Arizona. Yeah, I cheered for him pretty hard. There's a there's a special bond there now. Mm-hmm. And then are we thinking Guillermo or Ichiro, would... Ichiro gets the start, right? Yeah. I well, I mean Corey Kluber. <laughs> Who would oh you rather put up against Corey Kluber? <laughs> Can we like fuse them together? Can we stack one on top They're, of the other? The, here's the thing, though. Ichiro is very is better at hitting lefties in his career than he is at hitting righties, so he's not even a good platoon fit. <laughs> um. Uh. All right. Well, given this open, oh, and Zanino, obviously, given this opening day roster, I don't. Uh, there's some something's got to give in that outfield, right? And I give it like a month before Gamble mm-hmm. is healthy, right? Yeah, Maybe? I think at least at least we're into May. Just I you you want to be careful with obliques, and it took Hanniger a while to come back. Every, pretty much everyone who we've seen, especially hitters who we've seen have oblique strains, has taken you know, at least that time plus the minor league rehab uh time, you know, so I think it's you know, you you probably somewhere in the middle of May. Um so how many times do we see this lineup that we just went through with each your own place of, of Guillermo, I guess, and assuming Healy over um, how many times do we think we see <sighs> I th- I think we get it more than more than it it, it seems like right now. We're gonna uh, get yeah. Get I more I guess than I don't. Yeah, I mean. Marshawn. Exactly, exactly. Um, I I guess there's there's a couple of ways of in, or ways of interpreting this also because we could be looking at this as idealized opening day roster with Gamble, um, where in which case 
it's a little tougher to say. Um, but I mean, I mean, I think, I think given that there's likely going to be a higher emphasis on rest days in the middle of the season, um, and whatnot, uh, I think, I think we'll probably still see 40 to 50 times we should have the the normal group my um, guess was gonna be 50 so yeah uh which i i guess i don't know if that feels low or hot or optimistic or what <laughs> what um part of it is i don't really know what a you know i don't know off the top of my head how often the healthiest lineups start together still uh because you just have Guys, right, at least once days off at and... least once every week you're going to have your backup catcher in, right? So. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's more likely that we see a little bit better health this year because for one, it's unlikely that it's as bad as last year. I think we also just see slightly better management of that uh of those players, but that likely means, you know, more digging into that thin thin depth that we talked mm-hmm. about. Um and and trying to make sure that when the guys that we <laughs> would like to be playing are out there, they're doing so on uh, you know more rest. So, um, okay. Well, let's go ahead down to uh, Peter Alexif uh, at HDR Robot. Um, Safeco Field food bracket. We got a couple food related questions here. Um, and we, you know, we had the new releases. There's going to be more released next week, uh, supposedly. And it's we will definitely cover. Week. We will definitely cover oh, that yes. on the site. Oh yes. Even um, though the Mariners will not let us in as credentialed press to no, but to sample these to cookies. eat to yeah. eat is really the <laughs> the key component. Yeah. Um, Never am I sadder about our lack of media access. Though. I know. <laughs> ballpark sampling food day then when you just run that crab sandwich um i i so you guys were talking a lot about um was it uh dim typhoon din typhoon so walk me through this place because i don't think i've ever had this particular product what what is what is what what are we what's being brought to the table here? Where does it where do you think it's going to slot in for you? Uh, I actually do not know much about Din Typhoon except oh. which I might be saying wrong too. Uh, except that it is it, there are several Seattle locations I believe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and. They are famous for their soup dumplings, which will apparently not be at Safeco. So sorry. I believe it's important. It's important to <coughs> know uh, for Chris. Uh, Chris from Bothell. Soup dumplings. Da-na-na-na. Oh, oh, uh, you're gonna sing it? That's not actually soup is that dumplings. A... That's you can't. I believe that sounds exactly the same to me. No, you were out of key. Soup dumplings. Soup dumplings. No, it's higher. It's got to be higher. Okay, well, (laughs) (laughs) that's not the issue. It's maybe out of octave. (laughs) That that's a different issue entirely, and I will accept. 
Chris made up this song and he wanted us to sing it. And I put. He didn't make sh- up a song. He <laughs> made up a, a line. Okay. No, there were like a few. There were uh, that's a few, fair. Sorry, you're right. I no, take it back. He made up a little song. He wanted us to sing it. I put in the show notes. Chris wants us to sing this. I'm not doing this. And somehow got bamboozled into singing it anyway. I'm. And critiquing my singing. No wonder, no wonder the Mariners don't credential us. This is obviously, <laughs> I don't know what kind of ramshackle boat we are sailing here. Anyway, um, I honestly that and the barbecue, like I am excited about those things, but everything pales next to the reemergence of. I wish I knew how to do sound effects because I would do like a of angels singing dirty tots dirty tots uh-huh that was <laughs> that was the dirty bit if yes. i'm not mistaken <laughs> from from the black eyes <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a good singer um, yes. yes that was it that was exactly <laughs> what went through my head when i read that <laughs> yep dirty tots um that i'm sorry that crushes everything else in the food rankings they're amazing oh, best off-season pickup we could have made um, sorry eduardo nunez yeah sorry uh yeah i i i'm partial to those grilled cheese sandwich things that they those like sandwich spots that they put up but yeah it's it's tough to get. It's still tough to get a deal in in stadium. Cause yeah, there are no. El Camion's just there, and just get something from El Camion. <laughs> yeah, but can you, are are they changing? Can you bring it? No, in you can bring stadium? it in. You okay. just can't go back out and get something in El Camion and then yeah. come back in. Yeah, so, so I mean, make your I, choices ahead of time and bring if them in you, with you are are capable of needing more food after eating a full burrito from El Camion, hats off to you <laughs> because those those are. They are the perfect food to eat for a baseball game because you don't want to do anything but sit still and just not turn your head very much for, like, <laughs> a couple hours. Is so. it like having dental surgery? I don't know. Uh, sort of. It's like, in, it's like intestinal... It's like... Uh, it's like if you... I'm I'm showing off my cooking expertise, but you know it's like when you um, make broth, uh, and so you I you you're putting like a you know a bone like a big bone in uh, in to make something, except the bone is a burrito and you are the pot, and then you just put it in there and it's just kind of sitting, and you just kind of have to let everything sit in still. This is a great metaphor <laughs> that <laughs> is perhaps. <laughs> Shining a light on how tired I am, um, I'm and uh, and how g- going. Uh, good out, Camille. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, all right, well, we can. F- uh, let's see, we can finish up here. Uh, since since we've already broken the singing seal, <laughs> uh, as it were. Uh, Hillary Kirby requests a simple ode to Guillermo. Oh man! Uh, and uh, I, I, I don't know. I think <sighs> I, I don't quite have the speed, the, the, uh, the, the rapid reaction uh, to make a, a different, any sort of other Black Eyed Peas song. <laughs> uh, 
I, I think something more in the hot-blooded genre might be... Here, here's what I always say. The fact that Guillermo Heredia responded to D. Gordon seeing a highlight of Guillermo Heredia on a TV by pointing at him and saying, Gee! And Guillermo Heredia's response apparently was to say, uh, to sing... DNG uh, <laughs> back at him in the TNT to the tune of right. TNT is the best Guillermo ode that anyone will ever create, and it happened to be his own. So there are so many good Guillermo Heredia stories, and I think that that one is absolutely my favorite, <laughs> my favorite of all of them, uh, oh. because Guillermo has learned so much English so quickly mm-hmm. from yeah. coming with like just nothing. Andrew Moore told me a story about when Guillermo had first been brought over and mm-hmm. he was assigned to double A in Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, he got the locker next to Andrews and he showed up speaking no English, like none. Oof. And apparently he would just sit there and chatter at Andrew in Spanish the whole time. <laughs> like uh-huh. did not care that Andrew speaks very little to moderate <laughs> Spanish. Uh, uh-huh. Did not understand it. Nope. Just needed to talk. Just needed to, and just just would go on long discursive uh, uh, conversations, where <laughs> <laughs> very one sided. Was Andrew attempting to respond in Spanish? I, I believe there was like some nodding and some uh-huh. smiling and some pointing. That's but good. That and that was all that that was all the encouragement <laughs> that was necessary to continue on. It is. Th- the photo of Guillermo where he's looking up at a fly ball with, with sort of some degree of terror, but his mouth is sort of like unhinging open. A in rictus a... <laughs> of delight. It is a rictus <laughs> of delight. Uh, yes, exactly that. That is, I think, the the perfect uh, encapsulation of, of Guillermo. And the joy with which he plays. And he's just, uh, Guillermo forever. But I love that Guillermo taught himself most English through mm. singing. And if you follow mm. him on Instagram, you will see he will occasionally do a a post of himself driving from one place to the other, singing along with whatever is on the radio. And um, you just haven't lived until you've seen Guillermo do the thong song. <laughs> yeah. That is true. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. No. Um, Kate. Do you know what's uh what's two weeks from today? Is it opening day? It's opening day, Kate. Opening day. This has been one of the most exhausting. I think the most exhausting off season that I have ever experienced yeah. uh, for baseball, and I think part of that's because we follow it so closely. Um, but it, it does seem like. Just in Mariners, in baseball fandom generally, but in Mariners fandom particularly, it it has been a doozy, um, <laughs> and uh, and some things worse than that. Some things worse than a doozy uh, at times. A duty at times. It's yeah, been a duty times, indeed. Yeah. Um, but we pretty much made it, y'all. We, uh, I, I mean. We're, we'll 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 talk to you guys next week, and then the next time know, you'll hear we'll from be us. Talking about real baseball, yeah, not like spring real, training. Oh man, I know. I'm I'm so excited. I mean, th- and that's the thing, right? It's like for all of this just stressful, frustrating thing, you know. Just I'm so excited 
uh, Kate, I know you you wrote uh, with uh, along with Patrick Dubuque, former former Lookout Landing uh, contributor, uh, sort of the Mariners preview for Baseball Prospectus. Um, I did. I and, did do and that. And I would encourage anyone to go ahead and read that because it is a lot of fun <laughs> and finds an entertaining lens to look at some of the more frustrating things that are going on. But, um, I mean, it, it, you, you, I think in our conversations and in that have, have always displayed, you know, the, the dichotomy of it's really frustrating to be a Mariners fan in a lot of ways right now. And also there's just so much that's going to be entertaining and fun about this season that, and that has the, that has the potential to be entertaining and fun. Um, and I guess I just, I hope that we can find collectively uh, a place where we can enjoy that. Even, even as we can, uh, <laughs> can recognize that there's a lot of things that right. are not, ideal let's uh let's close on this what is the one thing you are the most excited about come opening day come the return of baseball what what excites you the most about the 2018 team um it's it's the it's the lineup i mean there's not like we Ryan Healy's if if Ryan Healy's going a lot there's there's some things that we might not love but like Ryan Healy's not a bad hitter and if Ryan Healy is is you know Ryan Healy and Guillermo Redia at the bottom of our lineup or Ichiro at the bottom of our lineup are the biggest issues that we have in our lineup that's a pretty good lineup <laughs> like D, uh, I mean, we've seen it a little bit at the start of this year, and and I think there's a case to be made. And I I've been meaning to write about this, and this is me promising on sort of air that <laughs> I will write about this before the season starts about <clears throat> uh, the decision to hit uh, D Gordon leadoff. But just the experience of watching D Gordon or Segura get on base, and then pretty much you know be a 50-50 coin flip that they're going to get to second base of their own volition uh and then they're going to or they're going to at least get Robinson Cano a bunch of fastballs cuz yeah. the pitcher's <laughs> concerned about them right you know going and I mean it's just it's there's there's just going to be there's so many innings that are going to be like well D got on he's going to score uh and that's that's a really fun that's a great recipe for winning you know just at the end of the game oh we we just kind of put up four or five runs because <laughs> because a couple guys got on and right. and uh and someone hit a homer and that's what the offense does every game and yeah i mean i'm i'm looking forward to to, to watching them hit and and be a problem uh what about you kate um, aside from just the fact that D Gordon is, I think, going to be worth the price of admission in yeah. some way or not, you know, just defensively, I feel encouraged he's going to settle in out there and start to, mm -hmm. once he really gets comfortable, make some really mm -hmm. exciting plays. He's an exciting, dynamic player mm -hmm. who is just, I mean, he's just a ball of light. And mm -hmm. 
he definitely made every spring training game I watched him in something special. So just like uh, in a in a very micro level, I think that that's what I'm most excited about. But I'm going to go mm. bigger and say I am excited about the bullpen and the pitching. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm excited about the step forward Rob Whalen seems to have taken. Um, I'm excited about the step forward Marco Gonzalez seems to have taken his last mm. outing notwithstanding if he can really mm. make that cutter a weapon. Um, I've been encouraged by James Paxton's most recent outings and specifically, you know, that he's hitting his velocity this early. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, all the work. I'm excited about seeing all the work that all these guys did over the off season. All of them know what they needed mm-hmm. to do and they, they put in their time. I'm excited to see Dan Altavilla just when he was – when he was on, has been on in spring training, I mean, he's just reaping souls out there. And same thing with Edwin Diaz. When we saw him get a little, started doing that flying open thing, watched him settle himself down and uh, get back into the zone. Just, yeah, seeing everybody be able to take a step forward, everybody who's, mm-hmm. who's put in the work um, is the thing I'm most excited about. And I think that the, the I think the pitching staff has the, ability to surprise some people uh, just surely because the expectations are so low um, if they just get a little bit of health I think they'll be able to manage the innings and I think the bullpen is going to be a real source of strength and that has some actual depth where they can cycle through a few guys if uh, people get banged up it's uh, yeah there's a lot of potential for things to go haywire but there's I think that bullpen is going to we're we're gonna have some def I think we're gonna have more nights like this night tonight uh where guys are just getting mowed down than uh yeah. than than Casey Fiends <laughs> oh my God. exists. I think uh, uh I think Casey Fiendings. Marco Leak packs is three-fifths of what I can three that's three-fifths I feel pretty solid about yes and then you have whatever Felix can give you and if Rob Whalen is actually a thing if Rob mm-hmm. Whalen's curveball is a thing <clears throat> I just think that drastically reshapes mm-hmm. uh, because then you're not relying maybe on Erasmo as heavily then you right. can absorb a little more if he is like a a reliable piece that takes pressure off more too. more gets more time in Tacoma to work mm-hmm. on his things. And, mm-hmm. uh, you're not rushing him again. You're, mm-hmm. He's able to develop at his own pace. And I just, if Rob Whelan is good, I think that that could be just yeah. an incredible, that pushes this rotation from, Oh my gosh, I'm really, really worried about it too. I feel like we can get through, five innings, six innings, mm-hmm. keep the damage limited, and then turn things over to the bullpen, which should be a real source of strength. So here's hoping. Mm-hmm. And it's not exactly like, you know, you look at the controllables. He's kept his mm-hmm. walks fairly low. I'd like to see less of them. And he's just striking out the world. So Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, basically, he looks like the pretty – strong starting pitcher that he was in 2016 yeah. that the Mariners traded for. Uh, and, you know, the Mariners traded for 
several of those kind of guys. <laughs> one of them Only has to work one. out. <laughs> that's that's the dream. Well, and then uh, we got Posey, Posey sitting there in Tacoma too, being able to uh, work on and polish yeah. his stuff as well. Yeah. So, uh, we, yeah, we we tried to pick one thing, but I will say the Tacoma Rainiers rotation will be in a neat thing as well. So <laughs> that 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 should be, which is just perhaps you know not no names that are gonna blow anyone out of the water, but like having Max Posey, Chase DeYoung, Andrew Moore. Uh, probably Bergman. Ariel Miranda. Uh, and Bergman. Yeah, Christian Bergman. Yeah. Um, That's a solid rotation. That's yeah, I mean, you know, and and where Waylon fits in there, or where you know, whatever whatever you end up with. I mean, yeah, that's a you know, that's a good. That's a bunch of guys who have, who for you know were thought of to be potential MLB starting pitchers for a reason and someone one of them has to take a step forward uh and hopefully Waylon's strong start here can is is evidence uh, or or can can carry over uh into the season because that would be it it would be it is sorely needed yeah but uh, again uh, they got real unlucky last year so maybe if they can just get lucky this year They've had guys too. It's hard to change systems. I keep hammering on that point, but it's hard to change systems. It's hard to go away from a team that's been your team your whole life, your whole mm-hmm. career. Uh, it's just, it's a challenge and it's a challenge to start doing things in a different way. Guys are asking you to do things in a different way here. A lot of nibblers are being asked to come into the zone more and, um, mm-hmm. you know, as much as they are looking for guys who are a good fit with their pitching philosophy there's an adjustment period. So I'm mm. really hoping we start to see a payoff from someone like Marco Gonzalez, who is being developed in a different way now than he was as mm. a Cardinal. So early returns are encouraging. Uh, knock on wood that I, I'm excited to see where they go next. I feel more positive about it than I do negative. Let's put it that way. Yes. God, I can't wait for real baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's go. Let's go, Kate. Very soon. Very soon. Uh, just two more podcasts. <laughs> Only two mm. more sleeps. Um, well, two more weeks worth of sleep. My dream. I, 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 either I hope or please, I hope not. <laughs> two more sleeps. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you, those of you who sent in questions. And um, we will be excited to talk to you next week when we are winding down spring training we will do kind of an overall accounting um just a quick plug for braden bishop's uh hits to end lz the initiative that he has started that's been really exciting to watch kind of spread through all of baseball um pledging money for every hit that a certain mariner records during spring training if you want to join us there's still time we are up to and i haven't done today yet we're up to almost four hundred dollars pledged from uh, various members of mariners twitter so thank you to everybody who donated and if you want to just shoot me a message on twitter at look at landing and i'll add you to our giant document mm-hmm. uh thank you for listening and we will talk to you all next week trees and grass and bushes green again 
sky so blue I don't remember where The cold days of winter took the sun away But the springtime promises all came true 